Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast talking about things from our past, present, and future. I am one half of your host system here, one gear in this cog wheel of success. My name is Toby, and as always, across this uh, Comcast latency-ridden internet world of ours, <laughs> I got my co-host, Rick. What's going on, bud? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a tally marker started that every time we fuzz out during uh, a making of an episode, we'll just put a tally down, and if it gets to five, we're gonna we're gonna call them live and get support onto the air. Uh, you know, the one thing I've learned about all my years as a Comcast customer, <laughs> they don't fucking care. They don't. They don't, they don't care. care what you think. They don't care what you want. They're gonna be like, shut up and give me your money. Do you want like, internet? Give me your money. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're recording us? We're recording you. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's gross. Just like, yes, daddy. <laughs> Until one day Google just takes over and we have we all have thousand up, thousand down internet. It's gonna be amazing. Oh it's gonna be a beautiful, glorious on, day. Lay lay that cable. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's get into this thing with the weird question of the week, because, man, uh, hey, quick question for you. Is a Ouija board the best way for kids to learn ABCs and one, two, three? <laughs> okay, I actually thought about this more than I'd like to admit. Oh. And I even spoke with my better half about this, and I think it is a good way for kids to learn their ABCs and one, two, threes. It's not the most healthy way or mentally stable way. And but other than that, it's pretty fucking good. It's got, got everything laid out all nice and neat. You know, you can do yes and no. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know, oh, it's it seems like the most like dangerous way to be like, hey, you're going to learn your ABCs and one, two, threes here's the Ouija board and you sit down and do the thing. And like, how do you spell decapitate D <laughs> or what? Oh, I don't even want to say it in my house. My Ouija boards in storage, but like you, you ask them like, you know, spell cow and they're like Z O Z O. And it's like, that is not how you spell cow. Get that get David child. That's when you have to sacrifice your child. Like the Mayans. Holy fuck, could you imagine that? That would, that could get out of hand really quick where it's like, now the kid thinks you play spell cow with a Z. God damn it, you weird demon. We're trying to teach him the basics, yeah, and this... then you can fuck with him. <laughs> you know, I think I think I talked about my Ouija board story mm -hmm. like the first or second episode we did, <laughs> and I still wholeheartedly believe that those are demon doors, and I have to live with my decision. I understand this. I will have that Ouija board for life, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll take the chance when I'm older and live life on the edge of death. Yeah, but that yeah. would be our... That'll be like our one-year episode. We're, we're going to chance it. We're going to do a live Ouija board. Here we no. go. No, we're not. <laughs> we not. No, we're not. We'll do it in a cemetery. It'll be rad as fuck. You, you and Daisy can get into that weird shit, dude. I am no, no. What's the worst that could happen? A lot. <laughs> I've seen The Conjuring. 
It's, it does not look oh, fun. Fuck. Linda Blair is still recovering with no oh my god chiropractors. Chiro- yeah. Chiropractors. I just said she it in a weird up. cadence. <laughs> Chiro- chiropractic. That was Chiro- like what are you? I don't know what you said last week. It was a uh... oh documentary. Yeah, documentary. <laughs> the, the commentary. The, the, the commentary. <laughs> I mean, the, I got like if I was saying it phonetic. They're just fuck. Yeah. It, it brain farts. It they happen. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, I wholeheartedly do believe uh as unsafe as it may be, I think Ouija boards <laughs> would work in teaching your child. And for the good people at Parker Brothers, it's just a game. It's just a it's game. It's just a game. Do they sell Ouija boards? Can you go in and buy a Ouija board still? Uh, I think we had to order our, ours offline because we couldn't find any in the store. But like, they do they make a current edition of a Ouija board? When was the last Ouija board made? Oh shoot, yeah, because the one we got is basically brand new. I'd have to go find it and grab it to give you an no, exact don't do that. date. But like, yeah, totally. Huh? I'm surprised that hasn't gotten canceled yet. What it? Ooh, the good ones will get passed down from generation or found. Ooh. Minor, mine is from 19. 19- 60 or 1976 it's like the og yeah it's got ouija right across the front they even spelled it wrong it's ouija parker brothers get it right uh away from that and other mistakes that i have bought lately i bought some stuff this week i last week last friday when we got off work i decided i was like i got off a little early i was i was going shopping i got my stimmy I got all I got all this stuff. Uh, so I went shopping. I treated myself before I spent my stimmy on debt because that's what we do as adults. That's what adults do. But I bought board games. I've been in a board game buying mood lately. Like, oh, like I'm about to add some shit to my collection of board games. World of Warcraft miniature set is on mm-hmm. the list. The World of Warcraft board game, which is I'm trying to buy before it gets insanely expensive. Um and I'm starting to look at Warhammer a little bit. Oh, boy. I know it's not going to be good. And I got a couple of friends that are interested. I just, oh. I don't, I don't know if I want to blow that money yet. But away from that, I've been buying or looking at other miniature games, like standalone miniature games. One of the things that I ran across at the Ark the other day was Magic the Gathering Arena of the Planeswalker. Um, these are Magic the Gathering miniature board games. They come with a like a jigsaw puzzle type battlefield. Oh, uh, these little two inch plane walker figurines and like some units. Uh, I haven't actually looked at a lot on gameplay wise, but it looks like you're going into battle. There's like a there's a field, a hexagon field that you build, and You've got a plane walker and that guy's got a planeswalker and nom nom nom. And then there's there's a bunch of other stuff. But anyways, I find the base game and then they made a secondary game, which is shit, something something in a strad. Um, I forget. And it's dark, it's dark in my room and I can't see that far. But they were sitting side by side in the thrift store, and the arcs here, I'm sure they do this in other places too, but our arcs like package tape the shit out of mm. these games. Like they just mm. double, double trouble all the way around the game. But 
you you that's take the chance on if they're complete. Like that's the thing. In a game like that, if it's not complete, it's hard to replace pieces. They're both six bucks a piece. I think they're both thirty or forty dollar games, brand new. You can buy them currently on Amazon right now. Yeah. And uh, got them home. They're from the same household. Everything's in baggies. The entirety of both games looks perfectly complete. All the figurines are there. I haven't gotten like super deep into the cards. I haven't counted the cards out yet. But as far as like pieces and miniature pieces, they're all there. And everything was like nicely kept. And the only thing that was missing from the base game was the manual. And open the expansion game and both manuals are in there. So I was just like, oh, this is definitely from the same house. It doesn't even look like it's been played. One of the packs in the expansion game, still in plastic. But bought both of those, paid 12 bucks for them. Uh, Came home, did my little hairdryer thing, got all the tape off. They're all nice and pretty. And uh, the other thing is, I I, oh, we're not even getting into it yet. And I didn't even bring them down because they scared the shit out of me. I just looking through the toy section, my mind wanders and you see this colored hair and these, I have four of them. Uh, I paid $4 for this set of four, but these are 1991 TNT trolls, original troll dolls. Uh, Like I said, I have, I have four of them. This they're all in tuxedos or wedding dresses. So this one's purple hair, uh, pink eyes for anybody that's, they're not worth a whole lot, but I saw them. And then the 1991 stamp, I was like, mm. so I am now the proud owner. And of course I buy these. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to throw them up on the eBay store, which I plan on starting as soon as I figure out something that I want to sell on it. But I brought them home with the intent of reselling them. And then of course, like Daisy and I talk about, it. I was like, they're fucking cool. Like they're like trolls, you know, they got the fucking hair and everything. Though that hair is like the perfect, like fidget thing oh dude yeah feels and you can play with it forget a fidget spinner grab a troll <laughs> yeah because you can like twist it and stuff but yeah bought yeah. these um amongst a couple other things they're just bullshit stuff but the game finds of the week i actually paid a little extra money on games this week the where i've been working lately is in castle rock castle rock you and i have talked about before have it, it the the city has nothing as far as Retro game stores, thrift stores. They have one thrift store, bougie as fuck. They have one GameStop that barely has anything. And they have one pawn shop in the entire town. Like, that's it. Uh, Pawn shop is usually way overpriced. They don't have any selection. But I walk in there last Friday, and they have Wii games. And I've talked about it on here. I like Wii games. I paid, well... They're priced at 20 bucks a piece. I got Tetsunoko versus Capcom fighting game for the Wii, Dude. becoming decently uncommon. Uh, and something else that we talked about on the podcast that they're making a remake, but Zelda Skyward Sword. Um, oh. Surprisingly, don't have Zelda. Like, <laughs> but as people that own this game know, it comes with the game disc and their music their soundtrack nice. cd uh good stuff surprisingly uncommon both games are about 30 to 40 dollars give or take on uh you know market value 
And the guy there is kind of like a nerd. I've talked to him about like D&D and LARPing and stuff before. And like I said, they're both priced at 20 bucks. Get up to the counter. He's like, that'll be $32. Hell yeah, dude. Like, look out for the community. Let's go. So I paid 15 a piece for him. Got to add him to the Wii stuff. I'm being very selective about my Wii stuff lately. And it, uh, it feels pretty good. That's great, man. Nerds should watch out for nerds. Give nerds discounts. Upcharge the uh, the normies. Yeah, wait till we start doing push-ups, dude. It's gonna be over. What? What? <laughs> Is that? That's not possible for a human to do though. Push-ups, I think, are all CG fabricated stuff. I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay, dick-ups. I don't know what you want from me. Whoa! All you need to do is one. <laughs> <laughs> about all i got in me (laughs) (laughs) my ass looks like a goddamn caterpillar going across the floor (laughs) (laughs) oh shit uh there's a question from the 1989 film batman where does he get those wonderful toys as says by uh jack napier aka the joker jack nicholson and uh something cool came through the sphere there's some of that movie and it's dope as hell and it's only 17 dollars, and it folds up using magnetic so that way it stays that but then you can go chink and then it flops out it's awesome dude two things first of all 17 dollars for any kind of movie replica thing is like a steal yeah. like i don't yeah. know where this thing's coming from i but at this also this thing looks fucking dangerous. It looks yeah. like something you would buy at like a flea market. It's got real knives on the end. It looks like yeah, like this. This is a it's a goddamn ninja star. It's, it's a Batman weapon. It's a batarang. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm uh I'm super tempted. I don't know with kids, it'd probably hurt themselves, and then I'd feel bad about it. But yeah, that's that's something that I just had to bring to it because it's. It's cool. And for that I, price, it's like yeah. insane. Comes out in July. Yeah. It looks cool, man. Like, especially, I love that they do like the 1989 because that's when like the battering was still valid. Like, when yeah. you, like, we watch Dark Knight. Like, there's a, like, he's got them. I'm sure that's what he's throwing half the time. They're not making a point to like flash it at you, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. hyped. And this is cool. It's 13 80, inches 80, long. That's yeah, what I they said could, to her. Back back then they didn't quite they were they couldn't figure out how to like condense it. Like it's still bulky looking, you know what I'm saying? Like the one in the dark night is super slick and like, oh yeah, look at oh yeah, you could hide like 80 of those in your belt. This one you're like, where are you sticking that where it's not looking like a goddamn fanny pack hanging off your hip, you know? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not just putting this up your sleeve. Yeah. Like it's, it's not pretty, happening. Where do you pull that out of? We don't want to know, but someone's getting <laughs> He's getting the banger rain from the battering. <laughs> you know? Hey, how are you? But it's cool, man. I, I look, it's one of those things that popped up on the podcast that I've thoroughly enjoyed. And I love talking about toys. Like toys. I, it's the last thing I need. This is the reason I want to store is because I want a place that I can store all this stuff. And it just like come and leave and I get to see it all. But if it comes into this room, this room is a black hole of shit that I don't need to keep that I'm keeping. 
<laughs> the trolls, for example. I don't know if I'll ever get rid of those trolls now. It's it's a disease. <laughs> it's a black hole, he says. And <laughs> just comes, well, <laughs> comes in and never leaves. From one black hole to a universe, uh, looks like Avatar The Last Airbender is planning a bunch of different things to expand upon their universe. Obviously, they've got Last Airbender, but then they've also got uh, Korra as well. Um, So, I really liked The Legend of Korra. Like, I really liked The Legend of Korra. I just don't know what they're going to do here that's going to be, like, I, I don't know. Do you do a do you do a prequel? Do you do the, like, when the airbender's around? Like, there's a bunch of flying bison. Do you do the story of, like, uh, what's-his-name's dad, like, fucking everything up? I, I just, I don't know. Cora was sick, though. Like, I, I didn't like her attitude half the time, but, like, the other half of the time, I was just like, oh, no, her attitude's perfect. I, I, I don't know. Some of this stuff, though. Like, I, I wish they would do something a little different. Muted. There we go. So, what do they do with this? Do they do a prequel? Did you watch Korra? Yeah. Uh, Korra taking, what, place 100 years or so after uh, last... Uh, Is it, I don't think Arab it's that long. Is it? Not? Because Aang, like, she had known right. Aang and stuff. You're right. Sokka. They weren't too much... Because they had kids, like... At least, uh, uh, what's this? Aang had kids, yeah. you know, who was kind of the mentor. Yeah, and it's like his son that's her airbending coach. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not that long. But it's long enough where it's in the future, so they could do, I mean, they could probably do a proper film. I mean, yeah, that fuck seems that, like dude. I think, I think they have to go back to the before times. Like... Do it when the airbenders were around. Do the story of the Fire Nation eradicating all the airbenders. Mm. Like the lead up and the following to all that happen. I mean, the possibility is endless, right? Like they did have a few episodes where they did go to like the original airbender before he was anything bender. He was just in touch with nature. Yeah. But I'm saying like you could flesh out that story. There's a, you know, kind of how like the Game of Thrones is doing uh for their tv show the targaryen thing mm. like they could go back and be like this was the downfall of when all the shit was dope and now it's not dope yeah but it's getting back to being dope hmm. i don't know i don't know it's it's cool because they've got essentially the guys who created the series involved and i think that's the key because you have those guys do what they do with the art style and the acting style and the music and everything else that makes that show so unbelievably good i think this will be i, I want to see what they do with the whole universe <laughs> yeah it is again i'm not gonna lose my shit but why aren't we just making new shit i, I mean they i kinda, don't know i love the universe you, but if you keep it in the same realm like it is new stuff because it isn't like core was so different from last airbender that it was like oh cool and it was worse they, than the original three books it was good in its own right, but it was not right. Avatar. You know, it. I just, I, I just don't want them to fuck up shit that I love. You know, if they keep just regurgitating shit that I love and like I feel nostalgic about, eventually I'm gonna fall out of love. Like Pokemon, I keep my Pokemon love because of what it meant to me growing up. You know, 
but the more Pokemon I see, I'm fucking 31. It's and crazy. I'm st- I bought Pokemon cards this week. You know, are they good Pokemon cards? Are they anything like my original Pokemon cards? Fuck no, they're not. Does it give me the same feeling? No, it doesn't. But maybe I'll pull a Dark Charizard. I don't fucking know. But it's one of those <laughs> things where I just want them to. I don't want to lose the love and the feeling that I have for some of this stuff and like some of these characters just because they want to make a quick dollar on views or clickbait. You know, it's just, it's just a real, it'd be a real bummer way to lose good stuff i mean it's with like pokemon especially it's like how do you keep people coming back to this well well you introduce new pokemon who are like or you make them oh this one's shiny whatever that means or you know you just start introducing these new evolution types or now they're evolving a different way it just after a while you're just kind of like all right you've done it all to death like how many new pokemon can you find in this world <laughs> they are proving that wrong every year man i am yeah. stoked and i'm sure we'll talk about it as it gets closer but i am stoked for the new pokemon game they're teasing like the open world rpg mm. pokemon game it looks sick yeah take your time and, and make sure it gets done right is what i say please but yeah i don't know we'll see what they do i mean I like Korra for what it is. I mean, obviously, if you keep it separate from itself, from the original, it's like, okay, it's good on its own thing, but it is obviously isn't. The original is just such a sweet, contained little nugget. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. That story, man. I've, we probably rewatch it once a year. Mm. And there are still like multiple times through that series where I'm like, <laughs> Oh God! Like I'm not crying. You're crying. It's a, it's the jalapenos, you know. And still to this day, like anything that happens with Uncle, I've oh, dude, my Uncle, heart, uh, Uncle Iroh is talking about his son and dude and singing when he's the singing the song thug. on the tree. Oh, God, there is not a more heartbreaking thing. Drinking in the his world. tea, that dude gets uh, me every time. He's one of the best characters anyway. in television. Easy. Yeah. 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 Calm down. It's cool. We're going to make it through this. All right. It's not, we're not due for another avatar watching. We're good. Well, from one great, outstanding, magnificent avatar to the piece of shit that is avatar, the blue fucking aliens. Well, James Cameron decided to have the bright idea of, oh, Avengers Endgame has the top spot for the most money, top grossing film of all time. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to release it over in Asian cinemas and take that spot right back. So he did. The asshole. He released this shit movie. I don't like it. Uh, And freaking toppled uh, Avengers Endgame. Sure, it's still in second place, whatever. But like, ah, just let it die. There's okay. So <laughs> was Avatar never released in China? No, it was. That's the thing. When it was originally released all these years ago, it was everywhere. They oh, were like worldwide. This was re-released so that, and I think it was purposely just so that way he knew that those those people over there they're gonna eat this up and they did like 
they could do the same things with Avengers Endgame and take that spot right back. But God damn that's it. That's such a, like, it's pardon a dick my move. language, but that's a cunty move. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, I don't like this. I should be the best. I'm going to be the best. It's like, dude, you make killer movies. I'll, I have nothing, like Terminator 2, one of my favorite all-time action movies. Titanic, for what it is, great freaking movie. Avatar, it, it's fine on the first watch after that. It's just this dumb. Okay, two <laughs> things, and I should have probably led with this. I've watched Avengers Endgame. It's one of the most cinematic masterpieces ever given to man. It's so fucking good. I say that. While I have never seen Avatar. Oh, really? Okay. So something that's coming out a little more and more in the podcast. I do not jump on bandwagons. Like there are certain things where I'll suck at stick. Okay. There are also things where the minute it blows up, I'm out. Like if I didn't see it day one and it gets big and people are like, you got to go see this. I'll never fucking see it. I'll never see it. All right. So this is the reason it's taken me long to watch Game of Thrones. Came around on Game of Thrones. Avatar was, I'm sure, a cinematic marvel. All right. What I know of this movie, the movie's never been spoiled. Like that, people are just so while they're telling you about it that they forget to tell you all the good parts of the movie. It's like a three hour movie. I also know that there were stories of people killing themselves because the movie was so beautiful and Pandora was so perfect that they would rather end their lives here than live in a world where that world wasn't real. Okay, I'm out. I'm going to watch it. It's on my watch list. I'm sure I, I, I might get some hate for it. I don't care. Okay. I grew up. <laughs> we're, we've told, I think I've said this before during our Christmas episode. I grew up in a family where the fastest thing, the fastest way to not get a Christmas present was to put that Christmas present on a list. I use that principle across a lot of my life where the (laughs) fastest way for me not to get, not to do something is to tell me to go fucking do it. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. so never watched Avatar. We've talked about it. I'm not a big movie goer. I'm not a huge fan of theaters and stuff because I just end up going to sleep. Uh, mm. so when that crate, like, I don't need to rush to the theaters to go sit in a packed ass theater to watch a fucking movie. I just don't care that much because I'm a sleeper. You put me in a dark room, air conditioned and lean me back <laughs> out, dude, fell asleep out two of the eight Harry Potter movies asleep. <laughs> yeah. Asleep. And you like those. I love them. Those are good movies. Some of my favorite Avatar, movies of all time. There's. It's one of those movies where, like, the first watch is like, okay, they did some cool shit. But, like, at the end of the day, it's super forgettable. And that's why people don't tell you any of the good parts. It was amazing the fact of the amount of CG they threw in there and this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, that's one thing. But, like, the story's garbage. And the all that it has going for it is the effects. Yeah, because didn't he wait on this movie? He was like, I can't put this movie out when I thought of it because the special effects haven't caught up. Yep. He basically hired people to come up with the technology and it took like 10 years for it to develop. In the fact, he's actually filming the next three movies concurrently. Like now he's going to have three films coming out for this movie. And guess who, guess who isn't going to jump on that bandwagon? 
<laughs> no, just kidding. I'll probably will go see them. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a movie watcher at heart. <laughs> I'll know what they I'll know what they are because of you. It's, uh, uh... Yeah, it it does nothing for me. You know, I think that's a bitch ass move. And yes, James Cameron, you made good movies, but just fucking leave it, dude. Like, yeah, just fucking leave it. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Oh my god, I made more than Avengers Endgame. Two billion seven hundred and ninety eight thousand five hundred. Wait, two billion seven hundred ninety eight million five hundred seventy nine thousand seven hundred ninety four dollars. Who fucking cares? That's a fucking just incomparable amount of money. <laughs> it does not matter. James Cameron, you've made some of the best movies ever made. You need no more money. Just just make better just make new shit that's cool. Like make another movie that's going to be like, oh, I don't know, the next billion, 2 billion, 3 billion dollar movie. That's what you do. Don't just keep releasing your same shit. Yeah. Oh. Are we on the same page? Make new shit. Make new shit. <laughs> uh, this podcast shit. is I over. Could... <laughs> we did it. We reached the conclusion. Make new shit. <laughs> yeah. So I had to share that because it's it's just such a bitch move. Like, yeah, that's a punk ass move for sure. Well, that's uh, a punk ass move. He makes. Yeah. Whatever. What are we gonna do? Whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I did. I didn't. Uh, I have yet to give James Cameron any of my money since Titanic. Everybody saw Titanic. God damn. I saw Titanic in theaters. That was no time. So did I. That was the, the last. Uh, that was the last movie we took my grandma to see in theaters. So that seemed uh, sad. Move along. Yeah, I know. No, it's we'll talk it about it after. It was great memory. <laughs> um, well, from one big mouth to another, Kirby has this really cool uh plush sleeping pillow that you actually put your head inside of its mouth. And if people could see the pictures on this thing <laughs> of people laying down with their head inside of the couch, it's so good. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna bring up one of my one of my dirty little YouTube secrets uh, is oh Dude God. Perfect. I'm a huge fan of Dude Perfect videos. Dude Perfect's great. Uh, in an overtime video, in a cool not cool segment, they did a pillow like this. It was not Kirby. It was just the pillow was a head spot, and then I had a spot to put your arms. So like your arms were like oh I've seen that yeah, and little angles above your head. And you could lay your but this is so much better because it legitimately like these kids' arms are splayed out on the desk, you know. And Kirby, like the one you can see, it just looks like Kirby's munching. And it's just like, uh, it's it's pretty fucking good. It's, it's pretty so good. righteous. It's that, it's, oh. it's pretty good. You, you can get it on Etsy for about thirty five bucks if you're interested. That's not that um, bad. That's not that it's bad. It's the greatest. Like, especially if you like to have your head covered and I'm sure it's not as suffocating as putting an actual pillow over your head. Oh my God. It's so funny. Look, oh my gosh. And it's so good. There was, um, yeah. mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to forget what, uh, what character it was, but there was another pillow I saw not too long ago. That was kind of like this. It might've been a chomper from Mario, but anyways, like, 
it pretty much had a pillow like this and then the tongue rolled out like it was a sleeping bag <laughs> and like so the tongue just rolled out into like a sleep mat and then you put your head in the mouth of this thing and then laid on the tongue and that was like your your sleepover bed i'll have to look it up and, and try to find it but the same concept love- but it's not kirby eating your face do do more weird shit like that. Like that is so imaginative and it's fun because it's characters we know. Like do yeah. it. Like and that's, it's somebody that's cool who's meant stuff. to suck everything anyway. It's it's fucking yeah. That's a perfect sales pitch right there. Yeah, have it suck your head. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is where we get our explicit tag. It's not all my f bombs. Or all the cuss words that I say, which one of these days we're going to do G is, I even thought about it. We're going to do G is for general or E is for everybody episode. And I am, I am going to not cuss or make dick jokes or we're going to have to be super selective about what we talk about. That Holy crap. I don't know if that's possible to do. Oh, I can do it. I can be very professional, but this is my platform. Yeah. (laughs) So. Our platform, and I'll fucking say what I want. We're just a couple of pirates on the inter. God, I had something. The intercede. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, speaking of pirates, because that's a clunky w. segue. No, there's this awesome documentary movie uh, thing uh, series on Netflix called The Lost Pirate Kingdom. Where it talks about pirates. Huh? It, I, uh, I'm i ready, dude. I added it yeah. to the list last night. And I know, like, what's cool for me is, like, I love pirates. Like, pirates are cool. But you're, like, a pirate fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I saw it, I was super curious on how you felt about this. Because this is kind of right up your fucking wheelhouse. Dude, it's... Like it couldn't be all uh, it couldn't be all up in me more than it is. Like it's so <laughs> yeah, like broke back mountain status. <laughs> Seriously, just, oh, here we go. Good, let the good times roll. Um, seriously, this is this hits all like, and it's not just like a documentary where they're like spouting facts and maybe old pictures. I thought it was they a legit- movie at first. Yeah, like it yeah. looks like Pirates then- of the Caribbean. But not because yes. they're doing it based completely on fact. And like, here's these pirates and here's how they survived. And oh, man. How many parts is it? All the parts. <laughs> They've got all the arms and one leg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a good pirate joke. I have it for you. I, cause I think I'm, it's like 10, maybe eight. It seems like a season. It's, it's enough where they cover so much stuff, you know? Yeah, because like I said, Damn. I thought it was a movie at first, and it was just like one season. Six 45-minute episodes. Six which, episodes. That's that's pretty that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's some information right there. And like I, like I said, when you first see it on there, it looks like a movie. And when, you know, on Netflix, if you hover over something, it's, it pops up their little preview mm-hmm. channel. And immediately, you could tell it was like a documentary, but the filming and production of it is something that only Netflix would throw money at. So just imagine Netflix money with a pirate documentary over the course of six episodes. It's, it looks dope. Have you watched it all yet? Or like, have you gotten all the way through it? I haven't 
watched a single episode on it. Perfect. I found out about it just the other day. Yep. So we'll have to come back after we've kind of ran through the six episodes and really like be like, oh my god, it's amazing. Or all right, I got know. a buddy watching. He says it's it's dope, and that's coming from someone who's not like a huge pirate fan. He's just a history buff. Sure. But I I'm excited for it. Like I you know we've talked about this in the last few weeks, but I'm so knee deep into fantasy right now. And like pirates given aren't fantasy and like these were actual real people, it still seems like fucking fantasy. So like, yeah, bring me more of this. Pirates are the closest thing in like real life history that seemed like they were like, yeah, we're living an adventurer's life. Like they, they're living a D and D campaign. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent because they're, it's not stories. They're not stories. They're, I mean, they're stories, but they're like actual stories. It's like a game of yeah. telephone type of story because a lot of them <laughs> were like legend and lore, but yeah, yeah. The, they're based on real people. Like this was a real thing. Like there were actual pirates cruising around with peg legs and parrots and cannons. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Let's go get that gold. It's great. Yeah, dude. X marks the spot with this one. Netflix, touche, do more of this. Ooh, good, good, good. Play playing with words there, my Ooh, friend. That was we're getting I'm impressed better. by that one. Uh you know what's fun? Sometimes we set this thing up and there's no good way to go from one story to another. <laughs> there's no good segue. So it's like um so at Disney Plus, they're working on an animated series called Monsters at Work, which is basically like a day in the life of the monster inks characters and they've got you know the guys you want to hear john goodman and billy crystal coming back to reprise their roles that was going to be the first question i asked yeah so is this gonna be no it's a series okay it's not a movie it's an it's an actual series i i'm good with this i'm good with this yeah which is contradictory to what we were talking about earlier with make new shit but you're bringing back the original voices and as amazing as Monster Inc. was, it always left you wanting, what are the monsters, like, we kind of know what the monsters do, but I want to, like, I want to see what the monsters do. Let's, you know? <laughs> let's, let's see them do it. Let's see yeah. them scare or, or laugh the kids to death, whatever they're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. I, plus I'm a Disney Plus subscriber, so content, 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 baby. Can't, can't go wrong with stuff. this. The fact that they're bringing back the voices like John Goodman and Billy Crystal, like, let me, let's see it. Let's go. I mean, what are those guys doing mm-hmm. right now anyway? Being John Goodman, rich. maybe. Billy Crystal, not so much. Yeah. Kind of does one off things. Uh, but they also have Jennifer Tilly coming back to reprise a role as uh, Mike Wajowski's. Um, Wajowski. Uh, uh, Wajowski. Mike Wajowski. Wajowski. Wazowski. I always forget the Z. I never did that. Celia, his girlfriend Celia. Um, and they're also getting John this Ratzenberger. Is the one with the snakes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty great. I had to think uh, John, about it. I was just like, I'm thinking of the old lady with the like spike. That's Roz. Roz. They got okay. they got yeah, Bob Peterson, who did the voice of Roz, is gonna reprise his role as Roz, which how would you how would you not? You oh, know wait, you need to file the paperwork. <laughs> Always watching. Always watching. 
John Ratzenberger is reprising his role as the Yeti. Um, this is yeah, cool. it's just they're just day in the life, and they're gonna have uh, Mindy Kaling's gonna be a part of it. Bonnie Hunt, they're gonna be playing as a couple new characters through it. So, I mean, they're introducing new things. They're gonna have the key players in it which i think is important especially in this world since they are kind of our way in at this point so exciting stuff on the horizon with the original voices and stuff there there's no way this is bad yeah and pixar is gonna murder this yeah it looks like friday july 2nd is when they're gonna start streaming it so right around the corner so i'm going with this so exciting yeah that that is somewhat exciting it goes against everything that i like talked about earlier but (laughs) it yeah if you can get the right people doing it anything can be good within reason but it takes a lot of good work to kind of make it excellent but speaking of no that's not a good segue um you're supposed to be a pro at this for for those of you guys that aren't keeping track episode 30 he's bad at it I'm bad at it. Hold on. No, that's, we don't want that one. That was the wrong answer. So yeah, that's was actually kind of appropriate for that segue I tried to do. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so sometimes cereal gets funky and <sighs> it likes to try things and take, oh, let's put cookies in milk. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah, yeah. We've talked about some on this this uh, show, in fact. But it looks like Kellogg's partnered up with Little Debbie to make an oatmeal cream pie cereal. Ooh. And, I mean, oatmeal cream pie is one of the best Little Debbie snacks in their lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So you're oh, thinking, yeah. cool. Great. I mean, they're a little basic, but still just amazing. Especially... And they'll give you diabetes real fast, but the double decker oatmeal pies. Oof. Oof. With the little extra cream. Mm. We always like extra cream. God damn, this is a dirty episode. (laughs) But they, uh, so I bought a box. I went to Walmart, bought a box because, you know, uh, uh, that's what we do here on the show. And um, I tried a bowl before recording tonight. Okay. What shape are they? They're little. I mean, if I can, they're little puffs. Oh, they're cheerios. They kinda, but they're not, they're just puffs. They're not completely, they don't have a oh. circular. Oh, okay. if that makes sense. So, they, but they look they like, like tiny little buttholes. They look or, like uh, tiny little buttholes. They do. Yeah, true. All right. Um, so, second question everyone wants to know how they taste. They're perfectly serviceable, okay. but they're not. I would not call them oatmeal cream pies. They look like something that might fuck up the roof of your mouth. Not at all. Like it's, it's like a puff where as soon as you kind of bite into it, it almost disintegrates upon itself. It's very cool texture. It's definitely oatmeal uh, taste. And that's kind of what's at the forefront. There's a little bit of sweetness. They put like a cream dusting on it. So it doesn't really have that going for it. Like, so should they have like frosted them like frosted mini wheats? Would that be a better option? Because like the taste of like the actual crunch itself tastes oatmeal-y. It's just yeah, the it's cream. Definitely, it's definitely oatmeal-y. And the thing that 
a lot of these folks try to do is have the milk be the substitute for the cream. Yeah, it doesn't but work it like that. Doesn't quite work. So I don't give me know like what some marshmallows or something, you know? Something to kind of give you that weird marshmallowy creamy texture. Yeah. And then if we say creamy one more time, I might throw up. <laughs> Moist? I don't know. That one doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Yeah, it People doesn't do it for me. That's weird. Uh, uh but it's fine. I mean, when we finished the box, sure, but it's not like we're going to go out and buy another one. Yeah, and that seems to be the going rate with some of these, like, off remake, we're going to try a flavor. It's like the same thing with, like, Lay's when they do their, like, oh, this potato chip is a hot dog with chili. Like, no, it's not. I mean, it's fine. It tastes okay. Yeah. It had to pass some sort of test, I'm sure, but there's no hot dog with chili. Yeah. Even though it's- the chicken and waffle ones... Oof. Oh my God. And I like the biscuit and gravy one. That was like you the original about- set. We're going to talk about that in like two years on this show. That was yeah, biscuit right. and gravy, like chicken and waffles. Cause the chicken and waffle one was like a chicken biscuit with like maple <laughs> flavoring on it. Holy. It's a chicken biscuit. That shit was good. You know what I'm talking about, right? Chicken and biscuits, the little crackers. Oh, for sure. Chicken good. and biscuit. Yeah. One of my favorite like crackers of all time. Yeah, you straight push a oh, granny out of the way for a chicken on yeah, biscuit. Daisy doesn't even get none. And I'm a savage with them, dude, because they're like <laughs> the seasoning on them. Like, this is look, this is the reason that I'm like a bigger dude. It's not because I mean, oh. I'm going to blame me not working out. But like, I'll take those little chicken biscuits, dude, and I'll like put them into my mouth like a credit card where I like put them on the edge of my lips. <laughs> and then I'll slowly shove the cracker into my mouth. So I get all the little dustings on my lips. And I'll do that like four or five times until like I got, got like a good coating of lipstick chicken biscuit dust. And then I'll lick my lips and I will eat that entire bag in one sitting. And that's how you get B cup titties. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just did a YouTube tutorial on how to gain weight. <laughs> how to gain weight. Mean, there's one Raise thing we're good at is or eating. chocolate Shh. milk. You decide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, they're they're fine, but it's not. If you're going in thinking they're little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie cereal or whatever snack cakes, they're not. It's like an oatmeal cereal. It's better than just straight oatmeal, but not enough to. Yeah. You know. I mean, we so. we kind of thought the same thing about the Dunkaroo things. I yeah. wish I had more interest in going to Walmart, but you're also in a nicer place, like neighborhood wise than me. So your Walmart's probably not, I don't know, Mugger City. Whereas, it's, like, yeah. I got to go to a fucking ratchet ass <laughs> Walmart. And, like, I've learned, okay, that the best time to go is Sunday mornings during church. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the time to go because apparently predominantly the people that are going to my Walmart on any given day also go to church on Sunday mornings. So like 10 o'clock Sunday morning, you can walk that bitch like it's abandoned. But one o'clock Sunday afternoon, you fighting motherfuckers to get to the goddamn protein power. Like it's just <laughs> not going to happen. Oh, yeah ours is pretty good but the problem with going to walmart is is that we go in thinking oh we just need you know little debbie debbie oatmeal cream pie cereal and next thing you know we're buying 
a brand new Hot Wheel track and like nine packs of cars. So the kid, you know, has something to play with. Like it's one of those shops like Target where you just there's too much stuff to look at. And most likely we're going to buy We'll be like, oh, we could use that. Oh, that's cool. It's, oh, it's dangerous. But unlike Target, you can afford everything in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of true. And clearance don't yeah. even get me started. You're like 50 cents T-shirt. They're doing How can I not yeah. just get it? Oh. I'm buying coffee cups without lids. <laughs> just 75 cents baby we can't pass this up <laughs> i got half the shoe but it's only a nickel how can we say no yeah it's got this little yellow sticker on it that says take me home <laughs> i heard you watched a movie a real real long movie this me week. you i think so i'm not watching oh i did watch a movie this week we'll talk about it later but <laughs> It was um, like I could have watched it three times in the amount that it took you to watch this movie. Truly, it's one of those things where I've it's a movie I've seen before, too, which is super crazy. But um, the Snyder cut of Justice League came out this past weekend or week. Sorry. And we made it a point to watch it because I mean, more Batman, more Aquaman. Yes, please. So that's exactly what we did. We sat there for four hours and two minutes watching this movie. And I got to say, it is certainly better than the theatrical version. That being said, it's also four hours. So if you're not able to tell a good story over four hours, you're probably not that good of a filmmaker. Although I have nothing against Zack Snyder because I really do like Zack Snyder. Um, So what he's talking about is the Zack Snyder justice league cut yeah i and don't have an interest like four hours four, four hours it's it's like the first two hours is complete character building and building the story and doing all that it's doing a good job at like doing what a movie's supposed to in the first act but it's taking two hours to do so. After that, though, it starts going. We're seeing Dark Side. We're doing Steppenwolf. We're seeing fights. We're seeing Cyborg do his thing. Everybody has much more, uh, uh, much more room to breathe and show off their skills and show why they're a part of the Justice League. And I like it. I like the first one. I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion, but I did like it because you know this is more what? of like a fan flick, right? Like. It, it's it's probably not for the average movie watcher to watch unless you have some sort of history or connection to the Justice League. It, it's not I mean, going to be like for someone like me. If you're interested in seeing any of them, like if you're watching the movies as they've come out, this would be the one to watch over the, the original release. That being said, it's also four hours. So if you don't have that kind yeah. of time commitment, then obviously I'd be interested to see if he could make a Snyder cut that isn't with all that. If it, if he did it in two and a half hours to see if he could do the same movie in less time. This is Ben Affleck, Batman, right? Yes. The, how is Ben Affleck as Batman? I like him. He reminds me of like the Frank Miller, dark Knight returns kind of Batman, like an older gruff seeing the world. He's seen all this stuff. He's lost robins and has a history so he feels like he's lived in yeah and and he's a good bruce wayne because it's freaking ben affleck you know yeah, so it's I mean, like he's believable as a, kind of a rich prick so <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah there's like, <laughs> that's and a good way to put it 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, like like I said before, it's it's hard for me to sit down and watch a movie without like wanting to go to sleep. It's just like a comfort thing, you know. Sure. Horror movies I can stay up on. There's certain stuff that I can stay up on, but like something like this, I'm not a huge fan of DC yeah. anyway. It it would be tough, I think, for me to sit down and and watch anything, even if I'm interested in it, to watch anything for four hours. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. People are seeming to love it, though. Yeah. Like, it, it really is getting good feedback. A lot more positive than uh, negative on this one, that's for sure, whereas the first one was like... People shit majority, on that one. Majority was like, this is a garbage movie. You've ruined my childhood, which is always so funny, because it's like... You've ruined my childhood. The only other Justice League thing we had TV series, so relax. That TV like, series I heard was really good, too, though. Again, I just have no connection to to DC whatsoever. Except for yeah. those like original Batman movies. And like the Dark Knight, the rest of the Dark Knight trilogy was amazing. You know, but yes. I think that was just because they did it right. And Christian Bale is a maniac. Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan, like those two together working on that, they really did yeah. do things in that film that were like, as they like to say, grounded, you know. They did what they did, and it's pretty Is great. it Henry Cavill as Superman? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's aspects because I'm a huge Henry Cavill fan, just because I think that, like, you know, he's he's my king, the king of the nerds. Yeah. But I have interest in it. But like you said, maybe it'll just be easier for me to go watch the original Justice League movie, as bad as what it is, because I'm kind of coming in with an unbiased opinion, because mm-hmm. it's not hard to impress me when it comes to DC stuff. Yeah. And it's Affleck and... And Henry Cavill. So cool action shit, you know. Like, it's cool action shit. Yeah. It's, it's it's cool action <laughs> shit. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's that's what you want at the at the end of it all. It's just a cool little action flick that they just happen to be, you know, Amazonian type women or a guy who can do more than just talk to fish. And uh, you know, Jason Momoa, that is one of the best castings, like since like Heath Ledger as the Joker, it's one of those castings that you're like, at first you're like, huh? But then afterwards you're like, that was such a good call because I like mean, after you see it, you're like, it makes that's sense. Aquaman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense to make him like a he dude. Looks like he, he, fucking... he looks like Aquaman. He looks like a dude who lives in the water. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll watch bits and pieces of it at some point, you know, set a timer like a half an hour into the movie for like an hour and a half later to make sure I wake up and watch all the fun shit. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge at some point. I'm, I'm going to have to watch something. But. So weeks and weeks ago, you had asked me to do this thing where I kind of look up Kickstarters that are interesting, unique, might be within the realm of what we like to talk about. And this one kind of popped up um because it's local people making something it's a quest a day calendar and they're from folks who are based out of colorado springs now i know you've had a chance to kind of peruse the the uh uh what do they call it the the project i guess for lack of a better word something Uh, like that right yeah yeah. what do you think of this thing so it's it's one of those things where like I absolutely love the concept. Um, and just a quick little rundown, the way that this thing is set up is it's pretty much setting you up to go on a, a solo 
D&D-esque RPG adventure. And every day on the calendar represents a new challenge or upgrade or something along the lines of that story. What I dislike about this, and I don't know, I'm sure there is a way, but like my dumbass is not going to be able to think of it. But unless you start on day one, it seems like it loses its flair after that. Mm -hmm. So like, unless this calendar is your new year's resolution, it almost seems like it would be a waste, which kind of narrows the buying power of said calendar. Sure. Because especially with phones and stuff, the way the games are built, it's hard to like buying a calendar is like real low on your list of to do's on any given day, you know, so let like, alone checking them on a daily thing. Cause I think the problem with these types of calendars, the day to day calendars, whether it be a joke a day or whatever, is that like, you'll go a few days or a week without checking it. And then you've got this whole backlog of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get I didn't even think about that because in that case, if you did buy it in like March, like you would have just like a three hour period of you like flipping through all the days, building your character immediately and not having to wait for anything. I mean, I guess you could still use it. It's still usable, but I like the concept, like the concept of being able to have a day calendar and maybe they shouldn't do it as a calendar. Maybe it should just be a daily RPG quest that you could buy on any given day. Yeah. And it would take you over the course of a year. Like there's 365 stages in this daily RPG. Mm -hmm. I think that would personally be like a better, more sellable idea than a calendar because of that. Like if you don't start when it starts, you're behind. And like, that just seems like a, a bad selling point in my opinion. But if you did a year calendar that didn't have dates on it, and I just want to make sure that this one, I believe it, it goes in order. Oh, yeah. It's like starts January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday, April. Yeah. So and it's I just really, for the year 2022, too. So it's. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of those things. Like I said, I think that you do an idea like this. I think this idea does sell. But I don't think it sells in a dated calendar. I think you do mm. 365 different quests. And whenever you buy the calendar, it fits for any year. Even if you miss a day, it's not detrimental to the system. As long as you do them one after another. You sure. Know? That would be a cool, like, oh, buy the calendar and get our free app that you can basically do it but do it like you're saying where it's like yeah but at your leisure rather than daily when you wake up you're gonna have your coffee and then we're gonna do the quest a day and exactly you know, exactly instead, because it, like i sit at my computer most days like at some point every day i sit down in this chair for something whether it be to just turn my computer on look who's on discord and get off. And, but there is not a day that goes past in my life where I do not walk past my computer and at least look at it. So if I had something on the desk, that was every day you peel off this post-it, do what it says. Chances are I would do it every day. 
you know, like yeah. it's not something that I would necessarily forget because I would see it every day. But at the same time, I would lose interest real fast if for some reason I missed it for two days. Say I was out mm. of town, you know, whatever it may be, camping trip, vacation, what have you. If I missed it, I would lose interest real fast on keeping up with it because it'd be like, eh, I've already missed a couple days. Like, it, what, what is it, you know, at the same sure. time? But if it wasn't dated, I think it would be a lot easier to come back and be like, oh, shit. Like, what's, what's, what was my next day supposed to be? Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Knock it out. Continue on. Whether it, you get through it in 365 days or 380 days, it wouldn't matter if there wasn't a date attached to it. You know? Yeah. I think I, the concept I mean, it's is a amazing. Cool concept. Yeah. It's very cool because you get to choose a hero like you do in D&D, and then you kind of get to build this character throughout the year. You, it's like role-playing a story, but you're not needing a GM or anybody exactly. else. You're just kind of doing it alone. And it would be interesting to see if they would make one that was like, do this with your partner so that way you can both do it together. Hey, weird quality time, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just I'm, me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I really like the idea. I don't like the fact that it's like a dated calendar. Yeah. I think you could make it calendar-esque, but without forcing me to keep track of it daily without losing out content, you know? For sure. But there's uh, about a week left. It looks like Tuesday, March 30th is the last day you can back it. So if it does sound like something you want to back, it's the kickstarter uh 2022 quest calendar and adventure day rpg so check it out if that sounds like something you want to do i mean sounds like fun these are Um, hometown guys to us you know rick and i are both in denver colorado springs is only 45 minutes maybe an hour away south of where we're at um so yeah support the colorado guys i i swear we do good stuff absolutely absolutely So, this week, we're going to be talking about bowling. <laughs> I'm going to that so weird. I was going to no say, way. yeah, I was, I was waiting for the strike to hit. Bowling. Bowling. And you know, uh, did, it... First it, question I have for you, did you ever do a league? No. No. Oh, I, it's something I wish I would have done. And look, if we want to start a retro Namapod team, mm. like, sign me up. I will go Drew ahead. And I'm good with it. All right. I, I'm decent at bowling and I don't even bowl correctly because Nobody like does. I'm one of the assholes that like, I look guys, I've said it before. Like I'm a big boy. I could fucking huck stuff. Uh, I played sports my entire life. My hand eye coordination is pretty good. And, but I'm, the, I'm the dude that walks up with like a 10 pound ball and I cup that bitch in my hands. No fingers in the holes. And I just grip and rip it, you know? <laughs> but if it came down to getting into something like a league, I am an investment type of person. Like, I feel like I could get decent at bowling and would be 100% with the idea of being in a, a bowling league. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a huge part of my Saturday mornings for a few years where we would uh, set a recorder up and we would program the channels to change by themselves. So while we were going to go bowling to our bowling leagues that happened in the morning, it would still record our Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> so like bowling has this weird spot in my heart where it's like, 
it's almost synonymous with Saturday morning cartoons because it's like you'd go do that and then we'd go back and be like, we're watching Range Rovers. Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's I've always loved bowling and, and there's there's positive parts about bowling alleys. There's really no negative parts about a bowling alley unless you just don't like bowling. And if if so, bleh. yeah, there's usually an arcade in a bowling alley. <laughs> uh the food in a bowling alley is exactly what you want it to be. It's stadium nachos, hot dogs, you know, bullshit. And yeah. if you can find a bowling, like m- my biggest problem with bowling now, today in 2021, is bowling is expensive. Oof. Like for something that doesn't like when we were growing up, it did not seem like it was a extravaganza when you went bowling. It was like, oh, we're going mm-hmm. bowling. Like we're just doing cheap shit tonight, you know? Whereas, like, now, like, I've went, bought, you know, a couple beers, some nachos, and bowled two games, and then hand me an $80 tat. Yeah. And it's oh, just easily. like, that's that's not fun. And I'm going to lead that into a little bit of story, because one of my best bowling experiences happened lately. <laughs> a couple years ago, Daisy and I went back to Vermont. Uh, like, two years ago now, I think. Three years ago, maybe. Uh, where Daisy's from in Vermont is very small, like very small. Her town is a town of like 800 people out in the boonies in Northern Vermont. And the town that butts up to hers is a little bigger, like thousand people, 1100, maybe on a good day. And one night we're going out with, with a friend of hers. So we're like, kind of like going on a little double date. And they're like, do you guys want to go bowling? And of course I'm like, hell yeah. Like, but it's Friday night. It's like, 7.30, like, there's no way we're stepping into a bowling alley right now. And they're like, oh, you city boy. Like, let's go. <laughs> so we go to the bowling alley, pull up. Yeah. There's, like, three cars in the parking lot. We walk in. They have, like, ten lanes. And there is two other people on one lane. There is the bartender, who is also the guy that gives me my shoes and takes my money. There is one other worker and us. And that is it. So like, that's right. You know, I look at Daisy. I was like, I'm about to bowl. Like we're about to bowl. And (laughs) so I bowled like four games. Two of those games were by myself. The other two games was like me getting the boyfriend of the friend that we were going with. And it was just like, I had the fucking time of my life. Cause like I was able to walk straight up to the bar, grab drinks, walk back to my lane bowl like crazy like i was so sore to, the next day like i've never bowled like that like, you know i we did all of this like i said this on a 7 30 on a friday i was just like this is exactly what like i want to do and all of this we we drank we we bowled i and at the end i was like you know what my treat like I, i'm gonna buy it you know it's just like i we're on vacation i got money i'm, I'm gonna try to show daisy's yeah. friends that i'm like responsible and like i got her it's cool she's safe you know and go up and the guy's like oh that's like 61 dollars." i was like dude like we rented shoes like i bowled like four games and he's like 62 dollars like yeah i was like no no 61 dollars like it's cool you know like pay and i just like i would have i would do this every fucking weekend yeah like if it was this cheap and this accessible i would bowl constantly but yet yeah. bowling here in the Denver metro Oof. area, it, like on a Friday night, Forget first of all, you're paying $40 hands down for two of you to rent shoes and bowl one game. 
Like it's forty dollars, and it only goes up from there. And it's like I want to yeah. bowl a few games, you know, but I'm not gonna pay you eleven dollars to bowl one game. I'm just not yeah. gonna do it. And it really is like a bad taste of they make bowling around here so expensive that it's not fun, you know. Which is so sad considering the amount of fun times I've had. Another activity that we used to do, one of the first ones that Tiff and I did before we even started dating back, back in high school, is we'd go and do midnight bowling on Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, depending on how so we're So much feeling. fun. Midnight. That's when it would start. So we're paying $10, only $10, and you get to bowl as much as you want for the next two hours. There's this awesome DJ called the Mad Hatter who's played literally anything you want. If you want rap, cool. If you want heavy metal, even better. Like, great. Yeah, that just sounds fun. And, that, and the included shoes and ball and everything else, obviously snacks and stuff like that cost you, but that was maybe five bucks more, 10 yeah. bucks if you got some food. Because usually we'd hit the Waffle House afterwards to be like, oh, my God, we did so good. And then, you know, like, damn. 3 a.m. Waffle House visits. Like, it is such better a than breakfast shame at three in the morning. Drunk. that it's so much money now because kids won't quite understand what it's like to be able to go on a whim to just go, oh, I'm going to go to the local AMF or Brunswick Zone or whatever it is and yeah. drop like 20 bucks and be able to play three yeah. games with shoe rental. It, now, it's it's somewhat recently, which makes it even worse because there was yeah. a time when I was like a sophomore in high school. So this would have been like 2006 era. God, that seems so fucking long ago. God damn. Oh, anyway, I had a kid. That's so weird. I had Ooh. a kid when you were, when you were in a sophomore. That I was a sophomore. Bizarre. Oh, that's uh, weird. This is baby, dirty. Barely bearded. I, I hope man. I don't get turned in and put on a list or something. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, at the end of the school year, they so I guess it would have been between my like my freshman and my sophomore year. So like I moved here in 05, which would have been then. So yeah, it would have been like freshman year, 05, 05 era. Okay. Whew. Whew. Right before you had a baby. She was pregnant and hadn't told you yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but we got these these certificates at the end of the year. They passed them out from from the Brunswick zone. Mm. um in aurora and it was like for a certain price as a student you could come in and you got a pass that would allow you to bowl anytime before five o'clock on weekdays as much as you wanted including shoes i think we paid like 20 bucks or something for the pass as a student and there was a time where i was bowling like during that summer we bowled three or four times a week it wasn't a league but we just that was what we did because it was already paid for we could go do it and there was a time sure. where i was bowling like Anywhere between a 170 and a 200. Oh. A pretty good on average that, with like good. my 11 yeah. pound ball and stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, I look back on times like that where I was just like, damn, like it was so cheap and I wish we'd have did it more, even though we did it quite a bit. You know, growing up, I didn't get to bowl a ton, but we did go. Like it was something that we did do. And yeah. like, but it was like real prevalent in my like 14 to 18 years. Because that was when, like, we could go by mm. ourselves. You know, it was sure. something to do. It wasn't dangerous or anything. And, you know, again, now we go back and it's, you know, it's going to cost me $100. And what else arm. can I do with $100 yeah. nowadays with my date, you know? Yeah. And it's such a shame because it is such an easy, like, 
you know, you can, if you're on a date, you can be like, oh, let me, let me help you show you how to roll that ball, you know, so you get a chance to get up close to your partner or, you know, like there's so many aspects of bowling that's just kind of fun or you kind of dance during the thing or, oh, you got a strike, high five. Like, oh my gosh, bowling's been a part of my life for so freaking long that I can't even like. It is exciting too, because when you do do something uh, good and it, it's, so it, it's so accommodating, like as like a, a random you know, sport on a Friday yeah. night or whatever, because you can do bumper guards. You can do regular bowling. <laughs> you can go get the little fucking ramp thing that they have oh, for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, like there's yeah. so many things that you could do. And it, there's such like a, there's such a, a weird thing that like, I'm not professional by any means. I'm not even good at bowling in the sense of being good at bowling but best know I was blowing on my fingertips. I was putting them on a little vent on the ball <laughs> the, the return. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was happening every time. There's such like a yeah. culture. You're kicking that right leg out. If you're, you know, right handed, <laughs> like you're doing the thing you're watching, you're doing the little back step is, it's like, that's money. Oh, it's not, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> and, and you're never going to hit that seven ten split. It's just not going to happen. You're not skilled oh. enough. No matter how hard you huck that six oh, pound ball dope. at that at that seven, you're like, I'm going, I'm getting it this time. I'm shooting Boom. this rocket of a pan across the back of this thing, like ding, 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 ding. Oh. No, nope, not getting it. You're not getting it. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I 100% agree. I, I think bowling, and it's cool because you do have like that connection to it. And even for me, someone who did not do it, um, necessarily, I, recreationally is the word I want to put on it, but it doesn't seem sure. Right. But I didn't have a reason to go bowling except for the legitimate fun of bowling. It's still one yeah. of those things that, like, growing up as an adult, I wish I do more. And I wish I did more when I was growing up, especially knowing where bowling is now. And That being said, if you look at professional bowling, these people are tools, man. <laughs> like, some of these they, dudes are wearing NASCAR glasses while they're bowling and stuff. They look like bowlers. They, uh, it's... It is funny, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, watch the movie Kingpin. I was gonna like, bring kinda, it up. Yeah, because that's one of those movies that, like, to me, kind of shows. That's kind of how those professional boulders are. Such a get... good movie, though, and that it's oh, it's not even that. Sure. Like, if they were like that, it would be one thing. But it's such a shitty thing to say, and I know I should get backlash for it. But you acting like you're the shit. And it's like, dude, you're just bowling. Like, you're just bowling. You know, it's like you're just bowling. You're not Wayne Gretzky or Derek Jeter. Like, you're bowling. It, it it's along the same lines to me as like if you've watched any professional cornhole. It's like I Ugh. could be a professional oh. cornhole player. Like, yeah. I'm pretty goddamn good at cornhole. Yeah, but am I gonna be like fist pumping and shit when I make <laughs> the cornhole because I'm a H, yeah, I, I will. Mean, yeah, I will be over the fucking top doing cartwheels. Nah, flashing man. you my Ghibli bits. Oh, I don't it know if intense. it was like the thought of seeing your Ghibli bits or the <laughs> fact that you called them Ghibli bits, which made me more <laughs> sick to my stomach. I'm not for sure. It, it just all that emotion just rushed. It's such an easy game that like everybody can do it, and it's a game that's at your speed. You. From professional yes. to a two-year-old, anybody can do it, but it's at your leisure. Yeah, you might get frustrated at the person who doesn't quite know what the lane etiquette is, 
But if you've played enough, you just kind of go, hey, it's cool. We're all here having a good time. You and know? if you're at a public bowling alley, not during league time, and someone decides to get shitty with you, fuck them. There's one good thing that happens at bowling alleys, and that's parking lot fistfights. Happens all the time. <laughs> that's that's just part of the growing up process. There's a major truth behind that. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've been close a few times. Uh, the cool thing about bowling, too, and, and it's, you know, I don't know if I've ever said on the podcast. I'm sure I have because I brag about myself constantly. But, you know, I, I was so, a three-sport athlete growing up. Like, I played baseball, basketball, football. I, I've got a competitive edge, you know, even in video games. Like, it doesn't control me by any means. I'm not like, I'm going to sink. I'm going to be the very best Pokemon trainer that there ever was, you know. <laughs> but there is That's something good. about a game or a sport that does have like quite the learning curve, you know, yeah. something that you can grow on. And bowling is one of those things. It's, I think it's a big reason why I like disc golf. It's a big reason why I played rocket league, mm-hmm. you know, the learning curve, you can see yourself getting better. The more that you practice and do it, the better you get. Eventually you learn the tricks, you learn the tips, the hints, whatever it may be. And I, that's something that's cool with bowling because at the end of the day, it's a lot on yourself. It's not mm-hmm. dependent on someone else. It's dependent on the effort that you want to put in, you know, where, versus like a team sport that it's like, well, if Johnny's fucking shit and I'm the <laughs> best, we're only as good as our winkus link. You know, it is one of those things where bowling is a forever growing thing within yourself. And I, I think that is a big replay value bonus for, for something like that. It Plus be it's got, it's got that, to go along with that it's got that instant gratification where you're like man last week i was just sinking gutter balls this week i got the corner pin fuck yeah that's improvement son like you know you can physically see it when somebody says hey you should try stepping two dots to the right or left and next thing you know you hit the pins in a different way you're like you just blew my mind with that little little nugget that's what i love about bowling because it's it's super fun just to go and mess around and fling around six pound balls like they're nothing or grabbing the heavy one and chucking that down and watch the pins just explode in a fury like oh, there is but then, not a lot more satisfying than throwing like a 14 pound ball <laughs> as hard as you can you're gonna it hurts so bad but it's you know the bowling people are pissed yeah. because it makes so much noise at the end oh, of the lane <laughs> especially if you let go late and it goes whoo or when a pin spits back your way you're like oh shit i hit that hard yeah god before we get off of bowling and and round this this whole extravaganza up something you and i kind of talked about this past week and it includes bowling alleys a lot and i just want to kind of throw it in there because we were really the last generation that's going to get this across the board and i know there's states that still allow this but bowling alleys were like one of the last frontiers of places that you could smoke in yeah, um, inside the building. And you and I talked earlier this week about, you know, smoking and non-smoking sections and restaurants. And my mother smoked cigarettes when I was a kid. And, and it was a question that we got asked. And guess what side we were on? It wasn't on the <laughs> white side of the curtain. All right. It was on the fucking gold side of the curtain. Yeah. Did it ever like... It was so normalized when we were growing up that it was not even a deterrent to be in a smoky place such as a bowling alley. When looking back, is that something that you think would bother you nowadays? 
I mean, because it, it is didn't a weird back thing. Then. Back then, it was like such a like, oh, people are smoking, not a big deal. I've got grandparents who smoke when I go over to their house. Yeah, it's all sealed up, filled with smoke. But like nowadays, it would make me question it quite a bit. Nobody smokes in the house, so it's definitely like I would have to consider. It. I'd be like, well, do I want to expose the kids to this or you know whatever it might be? Yeah, I would have to be really considerate about like they're not exposed to it, so why would no. I want to knowingly do it? Whereas back no. in the day, we would just be like, come on, let's go bowl a few games. <sighs> it just was what it was, you know. And yeah. like I'll I'll say I'm a smoker today, and. I grew up with a mother that smoked in our house. And when we moved to Colorado, the first thing we said was no, like you're not, no one's smoking in the house. And to this day, like even when I do smoke, I will never smoke inside of a building because it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. Even when people are like, no, it's not a big deal. I was like, no, nah, it's a big deal to me. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to do it because smoking indoors was banned in Colorado. Not long after I moved here, I moved here in 05. So I think within a couple years, yeah. like 2005, you were no longer allowed to smoke. Like I, I remember still walking into places when I first moved here uh, that had smoking sections, you know, but it was mm -hmm. a main part of my childhood. Like I was almost an adult by the time that was no longer an option. And by the time that I started smoking, it was not an option at all. Like we had to go to Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> um, and even then, like, I'm not a fan of like cigarettes or any other kind of smoke being around me while I eat or Wyoming, you know, or Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, they got better I'm fireworks. Than I can't do. say that. I've, I've got grandparents up there. Yeah. I mean, the people are fine. The state. Eh. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those things I wanted to bring up because like, I, it, it's like, I put bowling alleys in the same realm of as like a pool hall and mm. it, they're, they're just hand in hand. You know, like smoking inside a pool hall, inside a bowling alley, it, 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 it just, it's the same thing. Like, it seems weird. It's crazy to think that, like, we grew up with smoking sections in yeah. restaurants. Like, if you walked into a golden crowd, they said smoking or non-smoking. Yeah. And you either went to the right or to the left. It didn't matter because people were smoking inside a fucking building. There was smoke <laughs> everywhere, you know? But it was like, do you want smoke from Karen right beside you, this 440-pound person? Who's going to chain smoke while every other breast she shoves mac and cheese in her mouth? <laughs> or do you want to sit like 70 feet away from her while this guy's just going to constantly shove mac and cheese in his mouth? <laughs> you know, for us, we sat on the smoking side. It, it was what it was. I was so used to growing up. And maybe it's the reason that like to this day, I'm not picky about food because all my food probably pretty much tastes the like same when I was growing up. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, I still vinegar. Vinegar was the only thing that made it through. I'm still not a pickle fan. I don't fuck with vinegar stuff. Um, but yeah, I, you know, like yeah. I said, if it wasn't for the price point nowadays, like now bowling is kind of that bougie date night thing. And it kind of sucks because it's, I mean, it's fucking bowling. Well, and they're all a like part fun. of these big, big places like either Brunswick Zone or, or, uh, uh what's it called? Celebrity the, Lanes or Lucky yeah, Strike. Like, I'm trying to think. There's this place that opened up near us, something play, something I can't remember, but it's like a big box where we've got laser tag, we've got bowling, oh, it's Bolero. Okay, yeah, like all these crazy huge, like let's throw all this entertainment, like a fun plex type place, yeah, all into one building, which is great, but that also jacks up the price of everything. 
you know, and bowling to survive in this day and age has to be an arm and a leg to survive. You know, it's like it's unfortunate, but that's that's where that's the times we live. These days don't get a, you know, I'm gonna shit all over the Zoomers again. Like they just don't (laughs) get the same fun, you know, out of the hoop and stick. And we're just turning into old people in front of our eyes, dude. Like it's just. It, it's it's a sad truth that we're gonna have to live through, and it it sucks. Let's just go for a nice walk. <laughs> you want to go kick this can? Let's kick this can. <laughs> uh, well, if you don't have anything else, brother, we are right on time. Actually, um, I did want to do a quick shout out. Uh, a podcast that I've been listening to for, um actually quite some time it's a uh five fifth edition retro wave uh uh live play uh D campaign um they're called the total party guild and what's really cool about the way they do it is that all their members are part of this guild has given them the title and so that way they're able to kind of have different gms come in and run different arcs and players can change in and out and it adds this versatility and this fun to it where it's almost like oh what's going to happen next because you don't know you don't know oh they finished this arc what are we going to get next so it's super interesting we reached out to them we'll throw a trailer at the end of the uh episode and um, they're trying to get up to 500 Twitter followers right now because once they reach that, they're going to do this huge drawing for a dice tower. So awesome. if you've got a minute, go check out their site, hit that follow button. So that way they can, you know, they can get 500 and it's a fun. Listen, you guys got to check it out. It really is a blast. And they're an actual yeah. play podcast, right? Like, yeah, actual play. That's the yeah. word I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and are these guys Colorado based as well? No, I believe they're up in uh, Washington. Oh, okay. Okay. Even cooler. I love out-of-state stuff. I, the more that we do the podcast, the more that our reach grows. and um, yeah, We super just... appreciate any time, especially like these awesome podcasts that we personally listen to. Uh, yeah. To, to just group up with. I mean, anytime, half the fun of doing this podcast is meeting new people through it, uh, especially people that share the mm-hmm. same hobbies and and stuff that we do so yeah definitely go check those guys out hit up their twitter for sure because any kind of raffle for a dice tower is never a bad thing yeah so um yeah check it out for sure yeah yeah i'm sure you guys will hear more of uh about them in the coming weeks too i'm sure as as i get deeper into their their podcast catalog uh, I'll have some stuff to say about them. Uh, but anything else tonight? Uh, that's it on my side, my friend. Perfect. As always, you guys can find me across the board at RetroNamapod, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, I've been looking at streaming to Twitch again. I may or may not be back there. I will also say, please, 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 if you guys are enjoying the show, go give us a five star on iTunes. Find your friends with iPhones. Even if they don't listen to podcasts and throw that five-star <laughs> review, it makes us uh, a lot more findable, especially through Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends we're on all major podcast platforms. Join the Facebook page. And that's it. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I've felt lost this entire episode. So, Yeah, it's been a weird one. Uh, Serial Kilter on most of the socials. Uh, Facebook page. Best place to kind of see what's going on. 
having a good time over there, talking to everybody, throwing out stupid stuff, fun questions that are just, you know, what it is, what it is. But to take we us stream out, live on that Facebook page too. Oh yeah, that's where. Yeah, that's where we do it. Too. You can see I our watch- beautiful faces. <laughs> to take us out the way we always do, and this one is very appropriate considering the, what we covered today. What is the best cereal shape? Mm, they already canceled tricks. We want to thank you guys for joining this week on the Retro Namapod, and we will catch you next week. Good night. Hey, guys. Also, check out this trailer from our friends over at Total Party Guild. Check them out on all of your podcast platforms and wherever podcasts are found. Thanks again, guys. Welcome, heroes. Welcome, adventurers. I will be your DM for this story arc. I'll be DMing this story arc of Total Party Guild. Total Party Guild. Total Party Guild. Total Party Guild. A weekly retro wave inspired live play 5th edition D&D podcast. We meet our party as they are sitting inside the uh, tavern inside the guild house. When last we left our heroes, they started their climactic final battle. This week, we will be joined by... This week, the guild will be hiring... Vanessa Otero playing... Jewel! Probably Jewel. Jewel. Julie. I thought her name was Jules. Jewel Von Onyx never pays a cover charge to get into any bar. Justin Lamb playing... Stenel. Stenel, Stenel, Stenel! Stenel Bjornsson. He doesn't hang on. He beats on anybody who fucks with him. Stenel Bjornsson. Say what you want about me. I do have this snazzy badger hood, and I'm always friendly. Sean Rowe playing... Singer. Singer what? Uh, He's Singer Bjornsson. It's just... Singer. Singer. I know a lot about sheep, actually. Jeremy Blackheart playing Graham. Graham! 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 <laughs> Graham! 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 Graham or Rye. If I let them go, they just would have done it again. Oh, Gildos. Oh. No, no, no. Gildums. Stop talking. Gildites. Gildites. Go to jail. I'd like you all to roll initiative. Why do we keep doing this? And roll initiative. So the guild, the guild covers collateral damage, right? Do you want to explain the predicament you've gotten yourself in? Slap your dildo all over my moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a place called jail for that. <laughs> what could I possibly add to this conversation? <laughs> take a side. Yeah, take a side. <laughs> I, I think this conversation got away from us. What will our adventurers find in the future? Will the heroes triumph against the hobgoblin threats? Uh, it was an extremely successful mission where nothing ever went wrong. Until next time, party on! Party on! Party on. Two damage. How do you kill him? God damn oh, it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh.